Ladies and gentlemen, before we get to our episode this week, I wanted to give you a reminder or perhaps let you know for the first time about the Handlebars Happy Hour right here in Chico. If you don't know, they're a craft beer bar and restaurant right on the south end of town at 2070 East 20th Street, and they have a happy hour seven days a week from 2 to 6 p.m. where you get a dollar off every single one of their draft beers. So go check them out. Again, that's the Handlebar right here in Chico at 2070 East 20th Street. Here's the show. Why don't we begin? This is Fresh Hop Cinema. Hey, welcome to Fresh Hop Cinema, a podcast and radio show about movies, craft beer, and family. Based in Chico, California, I'm so sorry for that. My name is Max Minardi. Johnny Summers reporting for duty. Obviously, this week on the show, we're giving you our thoughts on Fast 10 or Fast X, depending on your familiarity with Roman numerals, starring Vin Diesel reprising his role as Dominic Toretto and Jason Momoa as a certified lunatic with an axe to grind with Toretto and his 10 movies worth of family members. More on that in a bit. But for now, Johnny, tell the fine folks what we're drinking this week. We are drinking beers, not Corona, unfortunately. We should have just done Corona. Oh, we should have just done Corona. <laughs> and then for the second beer, guess what? We're reviewing Corona yeah. again. Yeah. No, this week we are doing beers from Equilibrium Brewing out of Middletown, New York. Beer number one is called String Theory. It is a Saison that's 5% alcohol by volume. And beer number two is lowercase d. Capital H O P four nine. Fair enough. It is a double IPA that's eight point five percent alcohol by volume. If you're listening on KZFR ninety point one FM, we hope you're having a terrific Saturday afternoon. On the radio version of our show today, you'll be hearing our episode almost in its entirety, which will include spoilers for Fast Ten. So consider this your first of several warnings if you haven't seen the movie yet. That said, those spoilers won't be until about four thirty p.m. On the other hand, you could go see the movie and then just listen to the podcast version of our show, which, in addition to our beer reviews and thoughts on the film, includes the always unpredictable Hot and Bothered segment. It's how we end the show each week by catching up with each other, discussing everything from the latest album releases we'd recommend to our latest personal outdoor adventures. It's really anyone's guess. Or indoor adventures. As yeah, the really. Can be. you call them? Yeah, dude. Maybe like... You ever played Skyrim? It's an outdoor adventure in a TV. Indoor adventure. You're indoors, but your character's outdoor. Exactly. I don't know. Uh, to find all that and more, go search for Fresh Hop Cinema on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, all the major podcast platforms. Uh, we drop new episodes every Friday since 2016, which means it's available to all of you listening on KZFR right now. Many, 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 many episodes in mm -hmm. the backlog. If you like the show, go take five seconds and leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and be sure to let us know you did. Text us to brag or with feedback about the show or our attitudes at 530-433-0839. Once again, the number for this here podcast is 530-433-0839. To hang out with us on social media, you're going to search Fresh Hop Cinema on Instagram, Facebook, Letterboxd, or Untapped, or just head over to our website, freshhopcinema.com. On that website, you will find a link to another website called Patreon, and that is... Uh a place that is such loud ice in that container, I've just noticed. What do you... Oh, you're iced tea? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a way for you to support our show for dollars. You can give us money, and each and every week we give you um, 
Well, we give you our gratitude, I think most importantly. Sometimes beer. And sometimes beer and sometimes access to bonus episodes that we recorded. Ooh, and um, sometimes stickers. And sometimes new fun stickers. And I know people at the May Bar Hang got them already. Mm-hmm. A couple other people have as well. But if you haven't received some sweet-ass hot pink stickers from us, um, maybe we'll post – I'm going to, before the end of the day, take a photo of me holding my phone. Let's figure out how many we have left first. We've got enough. We must have Do enough. Do you? Well, I have enough to give away at least a handful. Okay. Yeah. Giving away like candy. Okay. Um, anyways, we give away merch like that, all sorts of fun stuff. That's on patreon.com slash fresh hop cinema. Speaking of bonus episodes, big shout out, and this is actually a two-part shout out to Chris Gomez. We've been off the air for our main episodes for about two weeks, during which time Chris Gomez had a birthday. That was on uh, May 23rd, so a happy belated birthday. Chris, um, and I'm going to close the Gomez loop real quick by saying we also recorded a bonus episode where we talked with Chris about a film that came out in the year 2000 called Titan AE. I'd never seen it, never heard of it, watched it, thought it was pretty good. We had like an hour and 15 minute conversation reviewing that movie and drinking beers. It was lovely. And reviewing beers. And reviewing beers. And it's, if you follow us on Instagram, yeah. you've seen some of that. And that one's not exclusively on Patreon. We put it out to the main feed because it was so good. We thought the world needed to hear it. So you can check that out. Another birthday we missed was Austin Smith. His was May 19th. Austin, happy belated birthday, dude. Appreciate the support. Um, and sorry this is coming so late, but uh, life was a little bit hectic. And uh, I figure better late than never. Happy birthday, man. You suck at fantasy football. Oof. All right. I Yeah, man. Pick pick better players and score more points, you idiot. Mm-hmm. Great. Johnny, that's our housekeeping out of the way. So let's talk about Equilibrium Brewery, or as you said, Equilibrium Brewing. It's really hard not to say brewing instead of brewery, but here we are. Um, is that what it says like online? That is, is brewery. Okay. But it's really hard not to type brewing. I know. I, by default, I said brewery. No, I even said you're like, no, I'm committed. Brewing. I'm not brewing. Notes. I think um, I said brewing. So they're not first timers on the show, which you wouldn't know. By the way, we struggled over their name, but they're not. Um, the last time we drank their beers was on episode 197, right around Thanksgiving in 2020. It's one of the rare times we covered a not current film. We, uh, we reviewed Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, one of our all-time classics between the two of us. And the beers we covered were called MC Squared and Fractal. First was pretty good, but the second registered a nine plus for both of us. I, uh, um, I let's see, I gave it a nine. You give it a nine point three. Fantastic beer. I'm excited to see. We have a saison as our first beer today, but we'll get into that more. You sound so excited. Well, I don't like saisons most of the time, so we'll see. But let's let's get right into it, man. What what is the first beer? Remind people. Remind remind me, and we'll go from there. Yeah, dude. It's called String Theory. I know you've read a lot of books about that. Genius. Uh, it is uh, definitely not an IPA. It's for sure a saison. That is definitely what percent again? Help me out. Uh, I will help you out. It's five percent. It's five percent. All right. And is the description in the right beer? String Theory. I'm allowed to make one mistake. No, notes. you're fine. Yeah. It was just I was mid sentence. I was like, nope, it's not It's not an IPA. Yep. All right. String Theory Saison, 5%, purchased as is our second beer, as was our second beer. Sure. At SNS Produce this week. Not an ad, just like their beer selection. Untapped says about this beer, String Theory uses a very special version of our farmhouse mixed culture, white wheat, and strata hops to bring you elegant layers of complexity with a balanced acidity in a can. It is extremely drinkable with zero residual sugars and very low carbs. String Theory pours a light straw yellow, releasing notes of bright hay, lemon zest, sourdough bread, grass, floral citrus, and anjou pear. I hope that's French. 
A N J O U. Sounds French. I thought you said. You know what I thought you said. Huh. I wasn't reading along. I thought you said, I, and everybody else thought you said, au jus. Au jus pear. Meat juice pear? Yeah, it's dipped in, in beef broth. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> that's that's not how you eat your pears, dude. Oh, man. Uh, the finish is crisp and dry with a beautiful balanced acidity and lingering minerality, making it the perfect combination or companion for a night with friends, day hikes, the craft curious drinker, and wine drinkers alike. Okay, that that I'm so glad they ended it that way because, like, I like most beer styles. I think where I tend to draw my palette lines are like saisons and and very traditional Belgian ales, like like one like like a, like half of Eisen's, like half of Eisen's. Really straightforward ones don't do it for me. But the benefit to a saison is that it, it crosses all these um, stylistic lines. Like wine drinkers might like this. You've just tried it. I've tried it as well. I'm guessing you're going to have a more favorable reaction. So why don't you give me your thoughts first? <laughs> why would you guess that? You looked. You didn't make a face like I made when I drank it. No, I didn't. I made a very like, ooh, this is nice mm. face. No, this is fantastic. Uh, that's a strong word to use right out the gate, but I'm going to stand by it. Okay. Uh, I am a strong proponent of of tart, bright, crispy saisons, and this has so much of that. Man, it is just shimmering with lemon notes. Like the citrus notes are so strong in this, and you get a little bit of of the the funk, but not a ton. Uh-huh. You get the standard, like a good base of saison, but then it's just it's brightened up with all these notes of of white wine grapes and and like I, almost pithy grapes. Yeah, uh, yeah, pithy. What's this? I don't know what it is. Musty. Yeah, I don't think it's probably. No. But you know, when you make wine, the yeah. must is like all the seeds and the and the skin. Yeah, like the skin of a, a green grape. I, I know what you mean by pithy. I'm sure it's not correct, but no. now everybody else should know. And if you got a problem with it, too bad. Pithos. That's what. <laughs> that was the joke of the day. Yeah, boy. Okay. Oh, you just wait till we start talking about Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Uh, no, it's got just such bright, vibrant, shimmering. Is I just came to my mind. I never say that word, but it fits this beer so shimmering? perfectly. It's shimmering. Yeah. With just bright citrus notes and it's just very delightful and i totally dig how it's not too sour because tart saisons can go completely extreme Uh and they can go you know a saison the level of tartness in a saison can go from non-existent to to, to painful to warhead yeah yeah so this falls in such a nice balance it blends with that citrus dude this is a perfect like summertime beer i really like it wow okay um you see, I actually do like it after a second drink. I do like it more than I did initially, but I disagree with you. It is too sour for me. It doesn't, you know, if we're, if we're going scale from nothing to warheads, um, this ends up at like a sour skittle for me. No, that's actually too much. It was just the first thing I thought of. Maybe a sour patch kid. Sour patch kids. kids would you too. agree that it would go like from top to bottom, like warhead, top being the, s- sour. the spiciest? Yeah, uh-huh. so, uh, warhead, sour, uh, sour skittle, sour patch kid. I've had some really sour patch kids. I would say sour Skittles might be because they get sweet faster. They do, but they also burn your mouth to a crisp. Yeah, I put shock tarts somewhere in there. I forgot about shock tarts. Mid tier as well. In in between which of those? Oh shoot! I would say it's you know, Warhead. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, obviously. That's the number one. Yep. And then I would put probably sour Skittles. Okay. And then I would say. Shock tarts. Okay. And then Sour Patch Kids? And then Sour Patch Kids. Okay, then yeah, then I'm cool with this. Sour Patch Kid. This is Sour Patch Kid level sour for me. Okay. 
And I like Sour Patch Kids more than this, just for the record. I don't okay. know if anyone cares, but I do love Sour Patch Kids. But also stand to warm up maybe 10 degrees. I think you'd get a fuller body, nicer. I think you're right. We really need to invent or or really um, fabricate this glass that we've talked about over the years, like a beer glass that has a built-in thermometer Dude. that'll keep you posted on your temperature. Have we ever drink. Googled if that exists? I think I Googled it when we talked about this years ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't recall seeing one, you know, like we could ostensibly drink it out of like a milk frothing thing and switch out the milk thermometer for like a instant read, like meat thermometer Yeah, or, or I don't know if they go low enough. That's what I'm saying. Like we need something, what goes low? Like what's a low, no, like an instant read digital thermometer would go. Oh low. yeah. Like a digital one. Yeah, totally. We could just duct tape it to the side of the inside of the glass. Yeah. They it's make some... those that have clips too, like a milk. You can right. Combine that. the two. Yeah. But how elegant would it be just to have, you know, like uh, we have these sexy curved glasses today, but like have one. Right along the edge, and you and as your drink goes, you can kind of see. That'd be cool. It's a good idea. It is a great idea. Because I don't know. I don't know what ten degrees difference would be. Um, I think you would like it more. I think that would probably do something for you. Maybe. I do like it though. I think it's on point. It's description with lemon zest, and um, it's weird to say. Like I feel people that drink beer have this shared language that people that don't drink beer would think is insane. Because when I read that they say in their description it tastes like grass, you and me are both like, oh, okay, that'll be good. Mm-hmm. But any other sane person be like, you don't want grass. I'm not eating grass, dude. That's right. gross. But there's these words that we all kind of accept to describe a sensation or a flavor in beer, um, like shimmering. Mm-hmm. Some people are like, that doesn't apply. And you're like, yeah, it kind of does though. You know. <laughs> um, and I think it's on point. It's very refreshing. It's a, it's a totally light beer at 5%. It drinks that way. And I know we've done some saisons in the past that really just weigh you down. Um, and sometimes it's the yeast profile. Sometimes it's the very sweet sort of clovey banana flavors. Um, so that's that's more Hefeweizen than Saison most of the time. But I, I like this enough that I'm going to try it again and reevaluate my position. But I've been speaking for quite a while. So what do you think? It reminds me significantly of a beer that we – I don't – I think we covered it. It's from Prairie, and it's a tart Saison or a hoppy tart Saison. Uh-huh. And it yep. came in a can mm-hmm. – and it had flowers on it. I'll find out. I yeah. Uh, it seems like, you know, going into summer, like this is when these beers come out, is yeah. late to mid spring, mid to late spring, early summer. And it just seems like every year I find one that I fall in love with. And this is that beer for me this year. This I, is the one? Yeah, man. I, every spring, my love for tart, semi sweet, semi dry to very dry Saisons. Just like reemerges, I think when we did that prairie beer, I bought like four more cans of it. Oh, really? And drank them over the summer. It was just so enjoyable. And yeah, yeah, this is that for me. Like I, I love this beer. It it might have come at a point that I haven't filled in our beer compendium yet. We I feel like we say this enough now that I should explain what this is. Like we've been doing this podcast for about six years, and like a year and a half ago, maybe two years ago, we thought it'd be a good idea to compile a list of all the beers we've done. With like the brewery, the style, um, the name of the beer, the, the year we reviewed it, and like our ratings, kind of thing, and the ABV. Just a quick reference. And we filled in a lot of it, but there's still like a hundred or so beers missing, like maybe 150. Mm-hmm. So it's possible that the beer you're talking about fell into that blind spot. That's all right. Uh, so I don't know, um, but I did stumble upon a brewery we covered on episode 241 called Radaburger, which made awesome summertime beers. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had like the Pilsner and the the Zwickel beer, yeah, which were fantastic. Like they beers. were. We both gave the Pilsner a 10. Just oh, so wow. Well. It was great. We should get some more of that. I know. Um, anyways, but back to this one. I it's it's good, man. There's a little heat kind of building in my um lower uh this area, my sternum. Mm-hmm. 
and I think I'm going to attribute that to a heartburn sensation. I can see that. Which uh, isn't isn't one of my favorite sensations. I'll tell you tell you what. Be weird if it was. Yeah. So I and that comes along with the sourness and the tanginess that I'm not loving about this. But mm. overall, from where I came in expecting this to land, it's it's way better. If you have any other thoughts, sir, now is the time. If not, I say we give it a rating. I think it's fantastic. It's just incredibly refreshing. I'm definitely going to be purchasing some more cans of this. Mm -hmm. All right. Fair enough. Yep. Uh, out of 10. 8.9. Good, good, good score, dude. For me, it's a six. It's above average, which uh, is saying a lot. It's one of my favorite saisons I've ever had. Which, yeah, again, you know, take it into context. But once again, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema. If you have tried String Theory and think we got it wrong or know that uh, maybe I got it right or maybe you think Johnny got it right, get in touch. Let us know, please. Leave us a voicemail or you can send a text to 530-433-0839. We do love feedback. Again, that number is 530-433-0839. Shoot us a text. Just say hello. And hey, if you like the show, help us out. And please, please, please leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Yeah. It only takes a couple seconds, and it's one of the most effective ways to help us get our show in front of new potential listeners. What's next, Max? It's a trailer for Fast X. If you haven't seen it, fear not. There are no spoilers in our next segment, so don't go anywhere. The great Dom Toretto. If you never would have gotten behind that wheel, I'd never be the man I am today. And now, I am the man who's going to break your family. Piece by piece. The devil's coming. Tommy, I knew you would come for me. So how about we all just start shooting each other? Time to end this. Let's dig some graves. Hey, you ain't on my Christmas list either. Calvary's here. Cheers. We need weapons and cars. Cannon cars. You like surprises? I adore them. I'd stay down if I was you. You'll need to hit me harder for that. Over down, you lose. This is your last ride. Then you might want to buckle up. If you're just joining us, you're listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, a show about the worlds of craft beer and movies, let's say, this week. If you're listening on the radio waves of KZFR 90.1 FM, you're sadly going to be missing out on some gold that is available exclusively to our podcast listeners. So if you'd like to hear the whole episode, go subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you get your podcasts from. It's currently available for your streaming pleasure. So at the end of this, if you just got to know what we're going to talk about in Hot and Bothered, just go, go listen. I appreciate you distinguishing between film and movies here. I think you could have taken it a step further and be like, a podcast about beer and boom, boom, explosion light show. Yeah. Like, there are, there are levels to, yeah. uh, you know, cinematic uh, pompousness. I don't have much in the way of integrity 
<laughs> but calling yeah. this a film is <laughs> where I draw the line. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, of course, we are talking about Fast X or Fast 10, um, for which the internet has this to say. <clears throat> Over many missions and against impossible odds, Dom Toretto and his family have outsmarted and outdriven every foe in their path. Now, they must confront the most lethal opponent they've ever faced, fueled by revenge. A terrifying threat in the shape of Jason Momoa emerges from the shadows of the past to shatter Dom's world and destroy everything and everyone he loves. This is uh, directed by Louis Leterrier with a script from Dan Mazot and Justin Lin. Um, it took two people to write this. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> okay. uh, of course, Vin Diesel, like I said, Dom Toretto, Jason Momoa plays Dante Reyes, the scorned son of a murdered father, husband to a murdered wife. Not that part, but but the father part's true. Are you about to do <laughs> Gladiator? <laughs> um, of course, you also have everybody and the kitchen sink from the past forever movies they've done. Uh, Michelle Rodriguez, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, John Cena, Natalie Emanuel, uh, Sun Kang, Scott Eastwood, Alan Richardson, um, Brie Larson, Jason Statham, Charlize Theron. Um there's there's more. But oh, I feel and like the the lady with the silver hair, Helen Mirren. Yeah, sure, she's in there. Too. She's in there too. Uh, this film came to theaters May nineteenth and wide release, and it runs two hours twenty one minutes before. For some, for some reason, it's a long one. Before we get into this movie and our thoughts on it, Johnny, let's talk about your relationship, however that form is and whatever form it takes okay. um, with this franchise. Well, I live my life quarter mile at a time. So, is that an expression from one of the movies? Yes. Or is that how long the drag races are? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. It's from the first one. You mean The Fast and the Furious, circa 2001? Yep. Okay, great. Uh, so what my relationship is with these is I watched the first one, I watched the second one. Too Fast, Too Furious. And then I watched Tokyo Drift. The third one. And I just stopped. That seems right. What, did you stop because you were like, I get it? Or did it just kind of lose appeal? I mean, that was about the time I was graduating high school. Wait, what time? what year did... The third of those three come out. 2006. Okay, that was a year after I graduated high school. Sure. I just had other stuff going on. Yeah. And it wasn't super into them. These are movies made by adults for teenagers. Yes. And it makes, or, or high schoolers. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're technically a teenager still, but you're basically a grown up. Yeah. It just, they didn't have the appeal. And like, maybe I watched a couple of them on video that I don't remember, mm -hmm. but nothing standing out enough for me to say that I've even seen them. So when I tell you that there are 12, when I tell you there are 13 of these movies, I'd like to make a distinction. There's one that I'm including called The Fast and Furious Presents, Hobbs and Shaw. You better. We don't want to piss off the, the I FF. loved that movie. <laughs> that was It was great. And I think there's something to be said from the fact that it has nothing to do with like Dom Toretto or family or streetcar races. It's basically an action spy movie with Idris Elba, Jason Statham, and The Rock. Mm -hmm. Loved that. Yeah. There's also two short films. One directed by Vin Diesel, <laughs> another directed by somebody else that function as prequels to the feature length films, which I didn't know until today. You needed those. So else, <laughs> if you didn't have those, the movies wouldn't make any sense at all. So, yeah. So <laughs> you take away those three, you're left with 10 feature length films. Yeah. That's stupid. You got The Fast and the Furious, Too Fast, Too Furious, The Fast and the Furious, colon, Tokyo Drift. Then you get in 2009, the, the second short film, I skipped one called The Turbocharged, whatever. Um, you get Los Bandoleros, which is Vin Diesel's um, attempt at directing one of these. It's and 20 writing. minutes long and writing. And then you get Fast and Furious. They just dropped the thes like um, like uh, Justin Timberlake told them to do. And then you get Fast Five in 2011, Fast and Furious 6 in 2013, Furious 7. They dropped Fast for that one. Then and the thes. Yeah. They're just losing. And then they bring it all back in 2017, call it The Fate of the Furious, and they just put a big F8. And then you get F9. Um, which is, uh, I think, when they went to space for something. Mm -hmm. 
And then you finally end up here in 2023 with Fast X or Fast 10. Um, I've not seen, I don't think any of them. Okay. I like, I know kind of the gist. It was such a bold move to pick the 10th one in a series. I know. I love but it. But it's like I a cultural it. thing. Like it is. And I should have seen some of them. I just haven't. Like I'd seen Gone in 60 Seconds and I feel like that's kind of the, it's not the same, but it's kind of the same. Yeah. Like it's cars, it's muscle cars yeah. going fast. Yeah. And there's heist elements. That that one was about stealing them. This one's about racing them, like in building them. Yeah, but not all of them have been. Like it turned into like, they turn into like little spies. Oh, we'll get there. Right. And that's, I think, well, that's okay. So I wanted to set that up mm-hmm. or that we've established our lack of credibility. I forgot. Sure. I watched Fast 9, or F9. You did. F9, Control, Alt, Delete, whatever. Okay. Uh, on Monday before we, I saw this on Tuesday. Just to like get my finger on the pulse. And like I'm like, okay, maybe there's stuff that happened in F9 that's going to carry over. I don't want to like miss anything important. Like I want to get a baseline of what I'm going into at least one movie back. Well, so which is interesting because this movie picks up not where F9 leaves off, but where – um. Whatever movie where they stole the safe leaves off. Six? Paul Walker shows up. Four? And Paul Walker, of course, tragically passed away at a young age, couldn't be in the movies. So this movie starts with kind of some footage from the old films. But I guess before we get into any plot stuff, Johnny, give me like your your thoughts and kind of a brief rating on Fast 10. Okay. So these movies at maybe the second or third one Mm -hmm. kind of divorced themselves from reality rules of any sort like the laws of physics this is your whole angle today i love this no this is yeah and you're like this is where i'm coming at this thing yeah so realism at some point (laughs) they divorced themselves from reality and became this looney tunes in real life Mm -hmm. sort of a team or charlie's angels with muscle cars and barbecues so these aren't movies that are like that take place on earth they like kind of do but they they kind of do but they don't like it's this, a superhero movie it is but think wiley coyote mm-hmm. in a dodge charger right you're that. gonna drop an anvil on someone's head he's gonna show up in the next scene patting you on the shoulder while you're at the bar like that's just the vibe it was so looney tunes and i'd never put that connection together probably because i haven't wasted any time on these movies before now whoa man yeah i <laughs> said it so uh, this is kind of a, a little bit in F9, but mainly we're talking about this one. So you have to go into it with that mindset of heck the rules, man. Mm-hmm. Like we're going to just do whatever. And there's even a line in fast X. Yeah. If it can be done in a car and it violates the laws of God and gravity, these guys do They've it. done it twice. And it's the guy that says that is the guy that played like Jack Ryan yeah. in the in the Amazon series. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a it's just a hunk of meat. Just a man. beefcake. It's a good looking beef man. Good looking man. Yeah. Watched all of Reacher real quick. Oh, is that sorry, Reacher, yeah, not uh, Jack Ryan. Or it is Reacher. Yeah, it's Reacher. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. might have put Jack Ryan in my notes and screwed you. I up. think that's like John Krasinski. No, yes. I'm just going off the cuff. You're correct. Is that in the notes? Yep. No. Yeah. John Krasinski's Reacher. Reacher, and then this guy is is Jack Ryan. Good Lord. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You and I know what we're saying. Yeah, it's fine. Um, So, like I was saying, they break the rules. They, they, it's, it's self-aware in that they know what they're doing. In F9, Ludacris is in space wearing a scuba helmet in a Pontiac Fiero with rocket strapped to it. Love that. Did you hear what I just said? (laughs) Luda. Okay. He's an actor, I guess. Yeah. Does it feel like Ludacris is like doing the Jamie Foxx thing where like a rapper turns actor, but, <laughs> but like Jamie Foxx does it well? I don't think Jamie Foxx was a rapper first. 
uh, Jamie Foxx has oh, been is it the other way for a long time. For real? And then started dabbling in music. No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find out. But yeah, okay. he, I remember seeing Jamie Foxx in like the mid to early 90s on stuff. Acting. Oh, my gosh. All yeah. Right. So I think his music career came a little bit later. Fact check me on that. All that to say, that is insane what I just said. That sentence that just came out of my mouth. And as I was watching F9 from my office, my wife was on the couch in the other room, and she was absolutely loving like the Mystery Science Theater 3000 type, sure, type sure. commentary she was getting. I would pause the movie and just be like, you will not believe what just happened. John Cena just drove a supercharged Mustang off a cliff and Charlie's Theron came out of nowhere in a futuristic jet and scooped him out of the air with a magnetic hook and flew away with him underneath her jet. Did that happen? In F9. Oh, okay. I was like, yeah. I missed that in this yeah. movie. That okay. was my prep for, for right. fast VX or XVXX. Just X. X, 10. 50. Um, <laughs> yeah. It'll be there soon, man. Yeah. Uh, so... You have to suspend all expectations of a movie grounded in anything we would call reality or good acting. And if you're okay with that and you want a talking movie to watch with a bunch of friends and just laugh at the sheer absurdity, honestly, watch this like Looney Tunes for grownups and you'll have a great time. Take this movie seriously and it'll just make you mad. So if you want to watch this and enjoy it, that is the mindset I would say go in with. Fair enough. That being said, for the style of movie it, it is and what it is trying to accomplish, which is simply entertain and be a good time, mm-hmm. I think that's really the only goal at the end of the day. Yeah. Other than to maybe emphasize the importance of silver cross necklaces. And also to sell Corona. And sell a lot of Corona. And like cars. And lots of cars. Um I think it's really, really good for what it's for. All right. As just an outlandish completely bonkers action movie i think it was pretty damn solid out of 10 for what it is dude it was like a seven five come on man for i'm in my great movies by genre all right in the genre of ridiculous outlandish action movies it was there i think we should do a thing in the future where when this happens we should play the okay name a better one and name a worse one I think that would be a fun thing but it would also take some prep like hobbs and shaw better and the that was my better yeah and the one with the Expendables, worse. Much well, I think there's a case for the Expendables. Sure, we could do a we could do a little Patreon review of that yeah. movie or any of those. Well, movies. something like that though. There's yeah, been right. a lot of those. Um, okay. Or like yeah. Anyways, all right. To close the Jamie Fox loop, you are correct. He did music first, but on his wiki page, no, I said he was an actor first. Sorry, that's what I meant. Yeah. Boy, exactly. today you have is not like great. A, I know. Uh, mental dyslexia. That's the only thoughts. kind there is. What's physical dyslexia? Well, mental. Okay, more like. Um, <laughs> Syntax dyslexia or uh, something like that, where like you're you're getting whole ideas backwards, sure. not just letters and words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he started acting in 1989 to 2003. That was kind of like stand-up sitcom acting debut. But then there's a page on his wiki where it says career stardom, and that's 2003 to 2006, where he first sang on slow jams from Twista and like did uh, a Kanye West track. Gold Digger was that uh, time mm-hmm. frame, and that was about the time that Ray came out. Yes. So then a couple years later, he he acted in that movie, but also sang Georgia on my mind. Sang well. And then from there, he just I mean, it's Jamie Foxx, man. Yeah. So he put, he's put out like records, right? Oh like, yeah, full records. Yeah, yeah. And he can sing, sing. He can sing, sing. He's a, and he can also act, act pretty well, yeah. I think. Facts. Um, anyways, cool. that's the Jamie Foxx thing. Thank you for that. I'm, Loop I'm closed. Glad I was right, but I'm glad yeah. our listeners are more informed now. Perfect. So I am dying to hear your take on this wild, and I did not even touch on Jason Momoa. Which is crazy, because he's like the best part Who, of the movie. In, in my opinion, carried this whole movie. 100%. There. We'll, we'll get to him. Oh, yeah. Um, 
Okay, so I guess I don't need to establish any more credibility or lack thereof. I don't care I don't about think this franchise. Credibility is required to review this movie. Well, you know, some people are like, look, man, you don't, you don't have any, you can't say anything about this. You haven't seen any of them, and like, I don't think who's know, saying that. People dude. say that. Yeah, probably. We'll find out. We're gonna have the Fast and the Furious wiki. Uh, <laughs> We're gonna have the Fast and Furious family down our necks. So that's not what their mods are called on Reddit. Big mistake, missed opportunity. I don't like it. Obviously, yeah, you know, like it's not good. No, um, it's kind of fun, I guess. Um, it's really, really poorly acted. Mm-hmm. Um, the comically so. I understand that in the OG, maybe one, two, or three of these films, the the appeal was the awesome car stunts, like the driving, because they did it. This is this is again like early two thousands. Like they had to do a lot of this stuff. Nothing has to be done here. There's no actual stunt work. I don't think it's mostly CGI, and some of it looks pretty bad. Some looks okay. Mm-hmm. Um, there were moments of enjoyment. I, I really like. I wasn't bummed ever in this movie. There's a sequence early on with a a, a, a rolling bomb that goes on way too long. Gravity doesn't it, matter. Like it, gravity absolutely doesn't matter. But more than that, that's it's not even fun. Like it just drags on, and it's supposed to be fun. There's lots of like character. Um, idiosyncrasies we are exposed to and we get to learn about these people and I just, whatever, I don't care. That whole sequence is such a drag. Most of the other bits of the movie I thought were like totally entertaining, fun. There's some laugh out loud lines that are meant to be funny. There's some that aren't meant to be funny that I still laughed out loud. So Mm -hmm. still net profit of enjoyment for me. It's not a good movie. Really poor acting, terrible writing. The effects aren't great. The the stakes are who knows because it doesn't matter because everyone's going to be fine for the most part. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's like a four for me. Okay. Like a, a two-star movie out of out of five. Um, so meh. now that you've said your rating, yep. do you think it's a good, bad movie or it's a bad, bad movie? Oh, it's a bad, bad movie. Really? Yeah, well. Because I'm going to take the stance that it's a very good, bad movie. I could, like be, I could be swayed. It's for sure a bad movie. We both agree. Like caveat my seven, five yep. with that's seven, five in the pantheon of good, bad movies. I think it would take some sweetening for me to get on board with this being a good, bad movie. I think just the sheer joy it elicited, man. It was just fun, like in a bad way. Like it's like watching something that's dubbed in English or something like that where it's just the audacity that it has, just the outlandish, ridiculous. I get it. You know? But I would argue, and it doesn't have, there's so many examples of good, bad movies that it doesn't have to be apples to apples, but I would argue, and I don't want to catch any heat from this, but I think like Escape from LA is a good, bad movie. Oh, yeah. Some people think it's a great movie. Kurt Russ? Kurt. Kurtie boy. I, w- I wouldn't say it's a good, bad movie. You'd say it's a good, good movie? That's a good, good movie. Maybe it's just out of time. I didn't see it when it came out, obviously. Snake I didn't see it until a few. Bliskin, bro? Snake Pliskin. With a P? With a P. Obviously. Yeah. Um, which is what you said. Um, <laughs> yep. I don't know. There's lots of examples of good, bad movies I'd rather watch. And I, if I put any time into it, I could probably think of it and write you a five movie list to give you an example. Sure. I don't think this is one of them. I think Hobbs and Shaw is an example of one of them. Okay. See, bordering on a good movie, that one was. Dude, there was a whole scene where The Rock held a chopper by a chain from a truck. Those are good, bad qualities right there. I mean, and this whole movie was just salt-based sprinkled with outlandish stuff like that happening yeah but that only happened like once in that movie everything is outlandish in this I think maybe let's revisit Hobbs and Shaw because I remember right. yeah, just right. a bunch of right. wild stuff happening in that but so it's it's actually it's tricky to define what makes a good bad movie I think a lot of it's subjective I mean, it comes down to feeling yeah it, it's absolutely this intangible quality so I don't think there's any objective list I think it's just like everybody's got their own qualifiers so yep. for me no this is a this is a uh 
There it was kind of fun. It was okay. Jason Momoa, easily the best part, and we can talk about him. Oh, um, at length. At yeah. length. Um, I would even forego spoilers just to talk about how I felt about that character. He was the best. Um, that said, are, is there anything else you want to talk about before we get into potential spoiler territory? I don't think so. Okay, then once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. If you have thoughts on anything we've discussed on the show today so far, please do get in touch. You can text or call us at 530-433-0839 or send a good old-fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. When we come back, we'll be discussing Fast 10 with spoilers. So if you haven't seen it yet, consider this your second to last warning and don't touch that dial. We'll be right back with the Danger Zone. Danger Zone. Danger zone. All right, welcome to the danger zone. This is your final warning. We are spoiling some things from Fast 10, which is currently in theaters. If you'd like, you can, um, if you're listening in podcast form, pause the show, go see the movie, come back, pick up where you left off. If you're listening in radio form, uh, you know, try to dissociate. Don't stop what you're doing if you're driving a vehicle, but you can tune out those spoilers or you know what's going to happen in this movie probably if you've seen any of the others, which is the only reason you'd care about this one. So I think you're fine either way. Mm-hmm. But before we get to spoilers, I don't care. Jason Momoa. Oh, dude. Dante Reyes. Yeah. Um, his whole thing is like in a previous movie, the crew killed his dad on a bridge while stealing his family's fortune. So yeah. he's lost money. He's lost family. He's lost the kind of stuff that Dominic Toretto would be pretty PO'd if yeah, he lost he himself. Lost his future. His whole future is potential. Yeah. He's also a bit of a maniac. Mm-hmm. Um. Like, over-the-top maniac. Yeah. The performance reflects that. Mm-hmm. Now, take away Jason Momoa. Does this character work as a believable villain? No. Like, <laughs> no. The whole, the, I think the, the idea is like, you know what makes a, a bad guy scary? He's unpredictable. And that's the only thing they gave him to go off of. Yeah. Because he is that. He's unpredictable. Yeah. In my head, I'm watching it, and I'm like, Jason Momoa is channeling the Joker mm-hmm. and Harley Quinn at the same time. Yeah, that's a nice way of putting it. He's he does several things in this movie. He does so much. It's really great. He's so he's like it's a weird casting choice, I think, for a couple reasons. He has to at first carry a lot of rage. Mm-hmm. He's an angry like, like if you've seen him as Cal Drogo in Game of Thrones, he's really good at like screaming and like flexing his muscles. The eyebrows. And his eyebrows. Very scarred. But he's also really good at being goofy and lighthearted. So I think it's a good choice if you have to write a character like this, which I don't think you necessarily should. Right. But if you're gonna, he might be your guy. Yeah, it, dude, it played. Yeah. Played very well. Um, favorite Momoa moments. Favorite Momoa moments. If you will, uh, my favorite moment probably is when he's got his hair up in the space buns. Yes, and he's he's doing somebody's the. It's the best scene of the movie. Yeah, it's by a lot. But set it up. So he is just super close up at first of Jason Momoa in like a lawn chair, clearly in like a purple fuzzy robe. Yeah, with and his he, nails painted. With his nails painted. Thing his character does. Yeah, very arbitrarily, brilliantly. <laughs> just, sure. Uh, and he's painting someone's, I believe, toenails. Dirty toenails. Dirty toenails. Very gross. Having a full-on conversation. Close up, like super close up. Yeah. Okay. And then the camera pans out, and he's got two corpses uh, duct taped to chairs. Yes. Yeah. And With he, cocktails. Yeah. Giving them drinks. Mm-hmm. And what it's is these he, rude. It's these two. Um, what do you call those guys that work on computers? Oh, they like, were like IT, guys? IT guys. Yeah. Um, that he, he just called them nerds. Yeah. That he was blackmailing because he took their families hostage and was going to murder them. If they didn't help him, you know, catch our guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so he ended up killing them anyways. So dark detail number one, 
uh, didn't let him go. No sense of justice with this guy. It's the first time. I think that was a nice character moment. You're like, oh, he's just going to murder you. Which is ironic because he's in the Justice League. Nice, dude. Second joke of the day. Um, he's also taped their faces into horrific, <laughs> twisted, like what you would assume. You know, like sociopaths can't pick up on like human emotion like they don't know. Yeah. It's like what a sociopath would think a person would look like if they were smiling. He just taped it um, dumb and dumber style. Yeah. And gave them a cocktail. And it's like the most grotesque but hilarious. Like I didn't see that coming at all. It's a really dark thing. Yeah. Uh, conceptually. Yeah. And they just commit to it. He's just in his little buns laughing. Yeah. It's a good moment. I loved the the fluidity of, let's say, gender norms in that character's fashion. Sure. I mean, he wore a blouse. Uh-huh. He was wearing some some great pants with a sash. So comfortable. Dude. Say full, what you will. Full on, like, uh, power suit evening wear type situation. Yeah, happening. linen pants, like three sizes too bigger yeah. on the thigh. Just With the hair in the bun. Blowing in the wind. With a scrunchie mm-hmm. and the, the dangly golden earrings. There's like seven shots in this movie where the camera is like a foot away from the ground and the opening of, of a car door. And all you see is his foot come out and put his heel on the ground. He's wearing like six different pairs of shoes. Yeah. And then the camera tracks upwards and then you see his whole outfit. It's just like a fashion show for this character. His fashion was on point too. I loved it. Were also. You, yeah, go. Almost every single scene, he does this. Was that like a Rio de What Johnny's doing is sticking his arms out, palms forward. With the pointy fingers. Like the Jesus in Rio de Janeiro does. Yeah. And I assume that's what that was about. Because we see the statue in Rio de Janeiro like a thousand times also. Yeah. This movie's like so, it's so efficient. It's it's bad content, but it's efficient at it. There's always <laughs> one establishing shot. Right. And it's here's the shot. It's, it's a super huge drone shot. And there's ramping in and out of slow motion. So the drone's like flying over like Los Angeles. And then, so it'll be like... Boom into slow mo, and then title card Los Angeles, and then it'll be like, boots, the boots, and then shoom, ramps back out. And there's one of those for every location, and it's great because they've got the music of said country. Yes, like yeah, okay, I agree. And yeah, he, that's his pose. He's like, oh, I, dude, I am. Jesus. I'm the, sure this isn't saying anything. I'm no. sure the movie's not saying anything. But he's like, does he have a god complex? Like, is that what he's doing? No, we're thinking too hard. <laughs> Way too already hard. too hard. I think he just liked that pose. Yes, and it just kept happening. Yeah. Um, that's you're right, but the the corpse is great, Jason. My moment, mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Um, who would you want to see fight in this movie that you didn't get to see fight each other? And I will start because obviously I have an answer. Okay. I wanted, um, I wanted bad army guy, the guy that took over, um, Reacher. Oh yeah. I wanted him to fight uh, John Cena. Yeah. That would have been sick. I also wanted him to go hand to hand way more with um, Momoa. They, yeah. they did a little bit, but it wasn't. Yeah, was Vin kind of, Diesel fought Jason Momoa, and I'm like, second. he's not winning that fight, no. which I guess he doesn't. But Vincent, you're a little man. Yeah, um, yeah. I wish they would have fought. I guess he does get one hand to hand scene where he fights like three of Dom Toretto's yeah. like like uh, dudes. Yeah, where where is that? Like the Dominican Republic, maybe? I don't remember. Dude. They went everywhere. Um, there is one, there's one racing scene in this movie that I think I've read people talking about online. Like, oh, like it's back to form. This is what Fast and Furious movies are. It's like drag races. Um, and there's a definite energy in that scene that is reminiscent to at least what I conceptualize as those first movies having been. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a giant party and like, you know, like the stakes are high. Like we're not racing for pinks tonight. Yeah. <laughs> that kind of stuff. I don't know. what do you think of that scene? It worked. It was definitely a callback to yeah. a vibe mm-hmm. for sure. There's a, a great moment in there where there's a, a standoff where one character and well, so it's it's um 
it's Dante. Mm-hmm. It's Jason Momoa. Pulls a gun on Dom, and then all of his dudes are like, Bruh, I got guns too. Oh, mm-hmm. All Dominic's people are like, Bruh, we got guns. Yeah. Look like the poster of John Wick 3. Totally. That I was thinking that. I'd love to see like one of these guys fight John Wick. John Wick would win probably. But... Bro, what if there's a crossover? Sure. Fast I... and the Purist presents John Wick yeah. versus right. Dante. It'd be or... great. Oh my God. Um, But so like they're standing off. Like there's like 20 guns pointed at 20 guns. And it's cool, but then it pans out like a drone shot or a crane shot or something, and like all the people on the periphery are still like dancing to club music. Yeah, <laughs> it's like whoa, whoa, that's the most unrealistic part. He's like, no, you don't, nobody's ducking. Yeah. And he's like, oh, like everyone's about to shoot. Mm-hmm. They're all like, nope, we're in in Miami, like just dancing. And all of Momoa's dialogue in those moments yeah. is just choice. It's yeah, in, just choice in, in like a legit cool way or like a. Yeah, in a cool, hilarious, ridiculous way. Yeah. Like sometime, one time somebody like tries to shoot him and he's just like, rude. Yeah. Just stuff yeah. like that. Or yeah. Like it's so – I love the way that character was written, man. I Well, okay, now we are, you're saying the opposite of what I think. I think the character is written so poorly. But I think he delivered it, all those things best as he could, and he's the reason that it works. <laughs> he calls – can we say butthole on KCFR? I was just wondering about that. I guess I'll ask, and if you're hearing us say that profane word, I guess it's okay. Let's not overuse it just in case. I'm sure, like we can get away with it once or twice. Yeah. Um, and I call the next one because I want to deliver it in context. Yeah. They're fighting. Vin Diesel's fighting him on the bridge, right? Um, I remember how they got there, but they're Doesn't fighting. Doesn't matter. And like Vin Diesel's, you know, he's holding his own. He like throws Jason Momoa into a car, like scuffs his shirt. And then Jason Momoa looks up and goes, you butthole. <laughs> like that hurts. <laughs> which is so nice. Cause like, he, I don't think he swears at all. Right. Which is also a weird choice. Like it's a PG-13 movie. There's not a ton of profanity in it. Yeah. Um, I don't remember one F-bomb necessarily. Do you? No. I, don't I think, think so. they held off. Cause again, like it's marketed, I think towards like teenagers. Yeah. So weird choice. But that line was very funny. Oh, my God. I died laughing. Yeah. It was so good. Um, what else do you want to talk about here? I mean, then you have the whole John Cena character with the cannon car. That it, that arc was cool. That was. I liked him and, and saving mm-hmm. his son. I just think it's weird that all of these movies somehow turned into them being like secret agents. I don't know when that happened, obviously, but yes. I don't it, either. It did happen. I, like, it's dumb, and it makes me angry that this movie made me want to go back and watch all of them just to like, yeah. see how this devolved. You got to work on that in yourself. That's I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I did not have that same I need to like, resist that urge. Yes. I think, I don't know. I watched this movie. The room started smelling like Dracar Noir. Started barbecuing chicken. I don't know sure. what happened. I think I blacked out. <laughs> um, before we move on, I got one more thing, which is that, I, so I enjoyed the John Cena tangent with the kid. Mm-hmm could not stand like the Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Sung Kang, like, and um, who else was in that? Um, Pete Davidson? That, no, I didn't even like Pete Davidson in that thing. <laughs> there was one other character, but I can't remember who it was. Um, maybe I don't have them on the cast list. Oh, it was Natalie Emanuel. Yeah. Their whole thing, like the bickering between them and like that forced friendship arc, like, like I'm not a good leader thing. Like, Shut up. Very, like they could have trimmed cringe. all that fat. That was cringe. Yeah, it was. It was bad. Yeah, yeah. F nine was bad with that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's the movies are starting to become aware of their own legacy and because they're forcing it. And it's like, we get it. Like you don't have to say. You don't have to like list your mission statement at the top. Like where the mother of the family or the grandmother is like, this is great to see all of my family sitting here. This big family. No one can take your legacy. And then like the next scene is like smash cut to, to to our guy, Dante, and be like, I'm going to take his family. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why we're here, but let's get to it, you know? Exactly. The heavy-handedness, man, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just, it's a lot. Like, the at the beginning of the movie, when the character Roman, played by Tyrese Gibson, uh-huh. 
is spearheading a mission. He finally gets to be leader. Yeah. And he wanted to do it because the mission's in Rome. Yeah. And his name's Roman. Is that what it was? His name is Roman? Yeah. So, yeah. All right. I, like, there's a quote unquote joke there. But, like, the way it's delivered is like, I got to leave this mission, right? Because it's Rome. And I'm, I'm Roman. It's I like guess, it's meant to be. I know he said that, but I guess I thought that can't, like, I thought I misheard it. I was like, no. It can't possibly be. No, his name's been Roman for 10 movies. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. So All it's right. like, is that a joke that even needs to be made? Yeah, I don't. That's just poor choices. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. It was very weird. I'm like, yeah. this feels like a cut, like a deleted scene that yeah. got left in. Yeah. So silly. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it on, on Fast X or Fast 10 for us. We're going to take a very short break and come back with beer number two. Don't go anywhere. Okay, we're back with beer number two. Again, if you forgot, this is Equilibrium Brewing. We're drinking a beer called D-Hop 49. It's uh, an IPA. I'm going to call it a double IPA. It's 8.5% from their website. We implemented some of our newest findings in today's creation to compare with batches past. D-Hop 49 showcases Citra and Strata hops. For this unique beer, we blended two fermentations before the dry hop, with one of the fermentations being inoculated with precursor compounds to get our special yeast ready for the main dry hop event. They were broken up, releasing loads of citrus notes, fruit cocktail, and Hawaiian punch. Soft, hop-saturated flavors of ripe mango sorbet, passion fruit custard, frankenberry, what is that? I am so excited. And lime-spritzed melon wedges lead into its delicate finish lined with hashtag EQ juice. Um, that uh, description really annoys me. Uh, a lot of stuff in there is kind of uh, a little insane, but Frankenberry, perhaps my favorite berry I've ever said. I don't think I've said or heard that ever in my life. Is that the Halloween cereal with Frankenstein on it? Like Count Chocula, Frankenberry? Ooh, deep cut if it is. Um, I'm going to look it up because I- It is. It's all one word and it's capitalized. That's the d- cereal. Uh, yeah, it might be exactly the cereal. Are you finding it on uh, the web? It's 100%. It's the cereal? The cereal? Yeah. Can I see what you're looking at? Because I don't know what that is. Frankenberry. Oh, I do. Yes, I do remember that. It's a pink box. Yep. Um, well, okay, interesting. Um, that sort of loses my excitement for ever trying a wild Frankenberry off of a bush, but you never know. I'll, I'll throw do. some of the cereal in the bush for you. Thanks, man. Uh, let's talk about this beer. You have it in your glass. I have it in mine. It's certainly a hazy looking IPA. It's not bright. It's not bright and uh, luminescent is what I was trying to say. It's a dark sort of rusty orange color. And maybe it's dark in here, but no, that's even holding it up to light. It's, it's, it's fairly, um, fairly, uh, dense looking, not a lot of lights getting through. It's a very burnt orange. Yeah. Rusty orange kind of, uh, color, mm-hmm. ton of head on mine, by the way. Yeah. Like, you know, like. Dunder Mifflin White, uh, tons of lacing. I'm excited to try it. Um, you've already tried it. What are your What are your vibes, dude? I think it's gross, man. Uh, gross. It's poorly made. Gross. You don't like it. I would say gross. I don't like it. There's a an amalgamation of of hoppiness that's uh-huh. happening, uh-huh. and all those weird fruit notes that end up just tasting squishy and old and overripe in a bad way, and it's just muddled and. Uh-huh gross and then it finishes immediately just tangy and sour in like the aftertaste like it immediately made my mouth taste bad and it tasted real bad when i put it in my mouth too so just yeah front to back yeah um i don't love it either unfortunately um can you find a canning date for me i will do my I best i seriously doubt it's too old 
But um, I just want to cross that off the list of potential issues because I could be convinced like, yeah, yeah, okay, it's got like six months on it. Like maybe that's what's happening. Right there. Oh, yeah, right. That's the wrong can. Sorry, dude. Um, uh, looking briefly on this one, don't see a candidate, unfortunately. Maybe we can reach out to um, some people that we know and see if we can get an inside scoop, which mm. we almost never follow up on this sort of thing. But no. maybe we will this time. Um, love the can. That's a it's, very cool can. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, yeah, the, the stuff inside isn't um, – isn't stellar, dude. It almost I know. I want to take a photo of it, and we're going to absolutely yep. post that um, on this, our Instagram at fresh underscore hop underscore cinema of this terrible beer. With it's this. not. No, it's so. So that's what I was going to get at. It's not terrible for okay. me. It's yeah. okay. I'm going to take it again. I'm going to take another drink. Um, I know you hate it because um, I don't love it, which almost always is a is a shifting ratio for us, or a, or, or a, a ratio that stays the same. But when when I shift one way, you shift the same way farther. Yeah. Like if you don't like it, I'm blood red mad at it. Yes, that yep. is what I'm trying to say. Really having a tough time with expressions and <laughs> proper nouns today. I don't know what's going on, but go home, Max. You're drunk. Yeah, I'm already here. And boom, I'm going to try this again. <laughs> Sick. Uh, yeah, man, it's just a big bummer for me. It's it's everything I dislike about hazy New England-style IPAs turned up to 11. Yeah, it's not great. There, it's 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 pretty musty. You're right. There's, there's a lot of... Um, th- there's, there's a huge lack of distinction between flavors. I was hoping for... Uh, some sorts of of being able to pinpoint all these things they were talking about, but it really does just sound yeah. It, it tastes like um just just kind of everything together and 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 like a a big blender full of this stuff. Yeah, man, it tastes like fruit that you got on discount. This kind of starting to turn weird colors. Totally does. It's very melony. Um, there's a lot of carbonation, which is sort of you've been eating like a. It's got a cantaloupe thing going a little bit. Uh, the carbonation works against it. It makes it feel spicy somehow. It makes it feel almost. It's always hard to compare spicy um, carbonation. I always say spicy, but I mean carbonation. Yeah, like it's it's obviously it's not like a sparkling water. That's super carbonated, but it's it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, what are carbonated things like that? Soda, others, mineral probably. water. Mineral, yeah, same thing. I'm sure there's other stuff. Beer. Uh, orange juice, if you let it go bad. Beer, yeah. of course. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is pretty carbonated. It's also pretty sweet. It's also pretty muddled. The effervesc- effervescence scale. Yeah. It's up there. Yeah. Um, it's not particularly visually appealing. So if we talked about the vibes of this thing, I'm not good. The can's great. I love the can. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a tunnel. Yeah. How do you describe this? It's a, it's a trick in your brain into being 3D web. I believe that is supposed to be a computer generated image of a wormhole, all uh, like Tron. Think like- Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Very 80s- uh, You're like sucked into the matrix kind yeah. of vibes. Yep. Okay. Um, I don't care. It's fine. For me, it's fine. It's it's. I'm going to call it a five. I don't, I'll keep drinking it. It's okay. But I, I'll, I don't care about it. Bums me out. It's a, it's a 1.9. Oof. Really low. But I, I think, I, yeah, I, that's fine. I, I agree. It. I agree with you. I don't think that's, based on what you've said, I think that's totally reasonable. For a beer to get lower than that, it would have to be off. Yes. Yeah. This is the the poorest representation of a beer I've had so far this year that is not Infected off. It doesn't or, have off yeah, flavors. Like it wasn't, something didn't go wrong. This is what they intended for us to have? Yeah. We don't enjoy it. Best laid intentions of mice and brewers. Sure. Okay. Failure. Five for me. Uh, that's DHOP49. Um, obviously not a glowing recommendation from us, but if you are curious, we did get both of these at S&S Produce today. Um, Johnny, anything else on this? For the most part, equilibrium beers are solid. Like I was very excited to try yeah. this IPA yeah. because the last IPA we had from them was 
both of us rated above nine. Yep. So the hopes were high. The mm. hopes were there. You like the Saison? I like the Saison. So I would say in my book, Equilibrium is still worth a try. It's worth the risk. It's worth the gamble. Neither of these beers were outlandishly priced. They were all within the realm of very reasonable, I would say. So um, keep taking risks on beer. Try stuff you've never tried and keep Equilibrium on your radar because overall they make good beer. Once again, you've been listening to Fresh Hop Cinema, possibly on KZFR 90.1 FM. To recap, like I just said, both of our beers this week come from Equilibrium, of course, and they are available for purchase at SNS Produce right here in Chico. And of course, Fast X is currently screening in wide release. If you have feedback on anything we've discussed today, you can call or text us 530-433-0839. Again, 530-433-0839. Or feel free to send us a good old-fashioned email to fhccast at gmail.com. Next week on the show, we're covering Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, which hits theaters this weekend. That's right. And next week on the show, we'll be drinking beers from Trillium. Mm. Very excited for those. The good news is you don't have to go across the country to Massachusetts to drink along with us. Both the beers that we're featuring next week are available at S&S Produce right here in Chico. Again, not an ad. They just kill yep, the game. And sweet beers. If you want to get your hands on them to stay current with next week's episode, head down there and look for our Beer of the Week sticker. As a reminder to our radio listeners, if you want to hear the rest of today's conversation, which includes the always unpredictable and sometimes spicy hot and bothered segment, or if you want to go digging through six plus years worth of episodes backlogged starting in 2016, head over to your favorite podcast platform and subscribe to Fresh Hop Cinema. All right, we'll be back on the radio waves of KZFR next Saturday at 4 p.m. So until then, consume some films and beers that broaden your horizons and enjoy the rest of your weekend. To those of you currently mowing the lawn, driving to the beach to beat the heat and listening in podcast form, we'll be right back with Hot and Bothered. Welcome to Hot and Bothered. It's the portion of the now exclusively podcast where we talk about what's going on in our lives. Just me and Johnny here. We pretend sometimes like nobody else is even listening because who knows? Maybe you're not. Maybe I you always are. pretend that. Uh, the point is it's not about you anymore. It's about us. And we uh, record it for posterity mostly. And my voice gives out sometimes when I say posterity. <laughs> okay. Posterity. <laughs> <laughs> um, Johnny, dude, it's been um, – I mean obviously we've, we've communicated. But for most of the people listening, we haven't heard about our lives in two weeks. Yeah. Um, and I know we're kind of tight on time, so um, maybe bullet points is the way to go about this. Do you have any highlights in the past couple of weeks? Lowlights? Um, midtones? Um, all right. Well, just to be clear, I do have to leave soon, but it's to go to trivia with friend of the show, patron, and all-around good guy, Nick Land. Hot or bothered? That's a hot. Fair so enough. it's always sad to leave, but it's fun to go do that. It's very exciting. Sure. So, uh, yeah, got that going on tonight. The last couple of weeks, I mean, we took off. It's been pretty mellow. I've been busy working. Uh, I got out on a boat and went fishing uh, on Lake Oroville okay. with a friend from Burgers and Brew, Adrian. Uh, just a kind of a regular. I know Adrian. There. Yeah, he's awesome. Awesome dude. Yeah. So we went out and just caught a bunch of bass. Went and had lunch at the Marina Bar. It was great. Uh, other than that, life has been pretty mellow. Had a long weekend for Memorial Day. Stayed at home. Played Skyrim. Saved money. Mm-hmm. It was gangster. Love that. Um, Content-wise, things that would maybe be relevant to people listening, I watched two movies this last weekend as well as F9 on Monday to Mm -hmm. prep for the episode. Mm -hmm. But over the long weekend, I watched uh, a movie called Mars Attacks. Oh, sure. If you've never seen that, it's a, what, 97, I want to say, Tim Burton film. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. Starring so many people. Mm -hmm. Found out Shalina had never seen it when we were watching Hot Ones because somebody referenced it, and she's like, I've never never seen that. So 
boom. Drunk on Friday, watching Hot Ones, somebody references Mars Attacks. Next thing you know, you're watching it Saturday. That's a good fucking day, baby. Yeah. Or actually, we watched it Sunday because I got drunk again Saturday and then we forgot to start it. But I rented it on Voodoo Saturday, finally okay. watched it on Sunday. Nice job. Uh, and also, I watched a, a fairly new, uh, it came out this year, uh, movie directed by Ben Affleck called Air. Ah, I forgot Ben Affleck did that. Yeah. yeah. So tell me more. So Air is essentially the story of the Nike Athletics shoe department mm-hmm. pre-Michael Jordan, where they were just minimal budget. It was such yep. a small portion of their company. And the department is headed by, um, oh, not Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was Matt the Damon. head of Nike. Matt Damon. Is it Matt Damon? It's Matt Damon yeah. and uh, the uh, dude from Ozarks, who I love. Oh, Bateman? Yeah, Patrick Bateman. Jano. So, <laughs> nope. That's the guy from Psycho. Philip Bateman. Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. <laughs> yeah. Whatever, dude. Bateman. Yeah. Jason Bateman is Matt Damon's boss, uh-huh. and and Matt Damon's kind of the the basketball guru that just watches film a lot and sure. like gets good feelings about guys. Yeah, yeah. Um. Anyway, it was a really, really kind of in depth look at the what it took to sign Michael Jordan and how it kind of changed Nike footwear in the basketball sure. universe. Great chemistry between Bateman, yep. Affleck, Damon. It was just a solid, entertaining movie, and it's free on – what is it? It's on Prime. It's on Prime. Yeah, but you can rent it on other platforms. Yeah. yeah. It just came to Video On Demand um, and Prime like maybe two weeks ago. Super worth a watch. Just like, like a solid – I haven't seen it, but like a solid family movie, like good story – Decent acting, like yeah, like just a good, st- you know, like one of those. Just, you're just like, yeah, all right, like exactly, like like Hoosiers. It's totally. just like, like you know, it hits a it hits a certain thing. Yep. So I dug it. I think if you're into that, or if that sounds interesting, you should check it out. Love that. Okay, um, I've got a couple brief shout outs that I want to to make here. There's been a lot that's happened in 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 the periphery of my life, particularly with other people. Um, one that you know about, which is our patron in front of the show, Brittany. She graduated. Um, went to that in Reno. Um, so congrats, Brittany. We're going to stick with the fact that it was her doctorate in physics or something crazy, whether or not it was. Ridiculous. Not important for she's, now. She's in the Avengers now. Sure. Um, let's see. We also, um, we already mentioned um, our patron birthdays, but my friend Kyle had a birthday. That was the day after on May 19th. So shout out to Kyle. What's up, dude? Um, my sister graduated with her master's no um, big from St. Mary's. So I went to that. Um, so proper shout out to Bailey Minardi, without whom the show wouldn't be what it is, of course. What a gangster. Um, my, my homie Sean Murphy had a birthday. Um, we had, I also want to give a shout out to my friend David, who had a birthday on the 26th. Sean was the 25th. You got a lot of friends. My grandma Betty had a birthday on the 27th. Um, I want to give a shout out to, uh, Heather, who's also my family. That's her birthday today. Lots of birthdays, lots of graduations. I don't think I've missed anybody. I'm just double checking. Is this what you do instead of sending out birthday cards? I don't never you, send birthday you cards. You just save them all up for the <laughs> podcast and, and I text be like, people. I do, shout out, well, you're in the credits. Patrons will know this. Like when we do this, like I'll, I'll text people when I upload the episode, like, hey, there's a birthday shout out waiting for you. Because like, yeah, because we didn't send a card. Um, we never have. I am the card. We are the card. This is the card. So happy birthday slash happy graduation to everybody um, that we've just that I've just mentioned. Oh yeah. Um, I'm going to Reno with a band tomorrow for three days, and then next Monday my dad's coming to visit for a day, so that should be pretty fun. That's exciting. Um, and then just kind of getting into the swing of things with more shows. I'm super stoked because next uh, next Friday the uh, the ninth, I'm seeing one of my favorite comedians, Mike Kaplan. He is a uh, a Jewish vegan comedian who really has an emphasis on like wordplay-based puns and jokes of that nature. And he's playing at the big room. You like that guy? Love that guy. Should I get tickets? Yes. So I'm going with my friend Kyle Williams, whose birthday it was on the uh, on the 19th. 
uh, told me about it, and I bought tickets the moment I saw the text. Okay. And general admission, I think their tickets were like 25 bucks. Oh, so if that's the case, maybe we could all get a table. Let's get a table. Dude. That's what I'm saying. All right, the podcast has to buy me tickets. Well, we can talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> um, That'd be dope, though. That's on a Friday night? Dude, I'm so game for It's going to be great. Oh, and then I actually have to backtrack even like a couple more weeks because I didn't look quite far enough back. Uh, on the 13th of May, my friend Bree got married to my friend Johnny. Uh, different friend, Johnny. I was going to well, say, we'll I call. did? <laughs> congrats me. Um, uh, it was a lovely wedding, um, so congrats you too. No, but none of these people are ever going to hear this, but it makes me feel better. So I think that is everything that I wanted to shout out. All right. So that's where I'm at. Do you have anything else this week, Johnny Summers? I'm really excited for next week's movie. It's going to be- I am it's so- gonna be, It's going to be- Man, I you know what we should do, dude, is we should post or repost our episode of Into the Spider-Verse. Um, and uh, yes, yeah. A hundred percent. We were gushing over that movie. It was it was a game changer in animation. Perfect it, tens from both of us? Yeah. Yeah. What a what a film. And we are, of course, talking about Spider-Man just, Into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, of course. I didn't hear you. Okay. Um, yeah. That, what year was that? 2019? I don't know. Don't, I don't ask me questions. I don't remember. Man, it's the end of the show. So good, though. My brain's done. So anyways, the sequel's coming out um, Yeah, ne- this weekend, so we're covering it, and it's going to be... Go see it. I'm so excited. If you have even even a, an inkling of an interest in superhero movies or awesome animation or like good storytelling or any number of awesome soundtracks, like go see this movie. You've never trusted me once. Trust me now. It could be the, it could be the case, yeah. Um, so that's what we're doing. And I'm also stoked for Trillium Beers, dude. Um, yeah. Like, it's true. Like, SNS doesn't advertise with us, but... Um, they have a great beer selection, um, great people. Yeah. And the fact that there's like, what are there, six trillion beers there? Yeah. And also like, and this is a side note somehow, but there's also like- Hedy Topper uh, yeah, and Focal the Alchemist Banger. beers showed yeah. up. Like what a cool, what a great, what a great time to be alive in the beer world. Chico's lucky to have a spot like that to buy beer. Yeah. So I'm super, super stoked, bro. Yep. Super, super stoked yep. for the movie and the beers and to sit down again, all in all. It's going to be a good episode. Yeah. Um, so that'll be next week. In the meantime, the show wouldn't be what it is without the support of Bailey Minardi, everybody on our Patreon. We super appreciate the shit out of you. I've learned about myself that when I can't swear on the radio for a full hour, that's when I start swearing. Um, so we appreciate the shit out of you. Thank you so much. Hell yeah, um, I think that's it. Um, look in your Patreon feeds for our bar hang announcement. Um, that'll be there. My name's Max Minardi. My name's Johnny Summers. Drink some crack, smoke some beer, and hug oh, somebody. What? Okay. Don't do any of that. Goodbye. Bye. This is Fresh Hop Cinema.